I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In this fast-paced world, how can two busy women generate enough content to fill their weekly podcast? The answer is simple. By dabbling in the dark arts. Each week, armed only with a Ouija board, a microphone, and a complete disregard for the safety of their own souls, Charlie and Zoe conduct a mind-bending seance, recording conversations from the beyond for your entertainment. We'll hear sensational snippets from distant dimensions, from strange and unexplored universes, and from the ghouls that haunt the most terrifying locations in the UK, within a 10-minute drive of Zoe's flat. This is Seance Cross. Episode 2, The Allotment. Hello and welcome to Seance Cast. I'm Charlie. And I'm Zoe. And this week we are doing our seance at my allotment. Why are you whispering? Just because it's boring doesn't mean it's a library. It's late. The beans turn grumpy if they don't get a full nine hours. (laughs) Whatever. I'm more interested in why after five years of saying I'm not allowed to visit your patch, you're suddenly calling at 10pm begging me to hang out here. I told you, it's the country fair tomorrow and I need help getting my monster pumpkin into the car. Can you just ask one of your freaky little allotment friends? Uh, and give green-fingered Terry the opportunity to sabotage my baby? No chance. I already don't care about the answer, but who is green-fingered Terry? She wins the pumpkin competition every year. I'm sure she's using dirty tactics like genetically modified pumpkin seeds or really smelly compost. Don't you only come down here once a month? She probably just waters her plants more than you. As I say, she's using dirty tactics. Still... Why did we have to meet here so late? Because I, um... Holy cow! Is that your pumpkin? I never thought I'd say this, but that is an impressive marrow. Shh! Keep your voice down. You'll attract the saboteurs. I don't think slugs check the reviews first, but okay. I'm going to start sawing into the stem. You want to get going with the seance? But keep your voice down. All right, for you listeners at home, I am connecting the Ouija board to a microphone. A Ouija board is usually seen as a tool to communicate with ghosts, but it's also a way of connecting with all alternate realities and other dimensions. Whenever we capture something from the other side, you'll hear this sound. Shh! Fine, I'm being quiet! Let's do the incantation. Those who've left this mortal coil Come stand with us upon this soil Tonight we at the moon shall howl Then dig up weeds with this old trowel Hello, hedge lover. 
Makers, welcome to Six Feet Under, the garden makeover show with a twist. I'm Philippa Hole, and today I'm in beautiful Barnsley with Otto and Brenda, who want to create a relaxing outdoor oasis where they can also conceal the corpse of someone they've recently murdered. Brenda, tell me, who were we trying to bury here? Well, for some years now, our neighbour, Maurice, has been putting unwashed jam jars in the recycling bin, so basically, a few days ago, Otto killed him. And can I ask how you did that, Otto? Because I've had a cheeky peek under the tarp, and frankly, I wish I hadn't. <laughs> Otto? Otto's not spoken since it happened, but he smashed Maurice's head in with a hammer. DIY! Well, we've got two gardeners here competing for the chance to help you get Maurice in the ground and zhuzh up your vegetable patch while they're at it. Pitching first, we've got Ruth. So, I'm thinking we make the most of the burial site by transforming it into a gorgeous water feature. Oh, that's lush, that. Very relaxing. And what do you think, Otto? <laughs> I think he likes it. Is that why he's crying? <laughs> no, he's just thinking about the hammer thing. Oh, well, you would. Well, thanks, Ruth. Now for our second pitch from Wolf, a crime scene cleanup expert who has chosen not to reveal their real name. They've been discreetly getting rid of bodies for over 20 years. No, I haven't. Now, what's your vision for Brenda and Otto's Zen Garden? Get a JCB in. Get him in the hole. Concrete over the lot. Tell no one. You're right, a minimalist design would speak for itself. So, Brenda, Otto, the choice is yours. Is it going to be Ruth's water feature or... Oh, hang on there with the digger wolf. <laughs> they haven't made their minds up yet. You want this covered up or not, love? Gosh, that's a very big hole you're making. You want to cover up a crime properly, you've got to get rid of all the evidence. Careful! You're getting a bit close to Brenda and Otto there. All right, stop, stop! Otto, oh my god, no! You ah! Well, it looks like Brenda and Otto have finally found peace in this transformed outdoor space. Join us next time on Six Feet Under, where we'll be turning a murder-suicide in Maidenhead into the perfect playground. And I'll be showing you creative ways to access an inheritance early by using the winter months to your advantage. Ta-ra for now! I still don't understand why we have to come to the allotment under cover of darkness. What's the threat? Everyone with a plot here is either a terminally boring old person or a terminally boring community do-gooder. Hey, that's not fair. OK, or a terminally boring young person who also isn't doing any good. Thank you. Actually, being dull is an accolade on the allotment. I often have to pretend I'm less interesting than I am just to fit in. How is that possible? Well, for example, you know how I got into making miniatures of rare 19th century steam locomotives? What? Don't tell me that. I've had to dial it down a notch and say I'm making miniatures of common 19th century steam locomotives, just in case someone finds it too fascinating. I don't think you have to worry about people finding you too interesting. It's not me I'm concerned about. Hang on. You're worried that I'm going to embarrass you in front of your allotment buddies? By being too interesting. Thanks, I think. 
Charlie, you do so many cool things. The bungee jumping, the nude modelling, the nude bungee jumping. You're a conversation starter. But here, that would make me a pariah. I've worked hard to create a personality this tedious. Don't ruin it for me. So that's why you're wearing an Alan Titchmarsh tour T-shirt. I didn't even know he went on tour. Yeah, he does a mix of mildly amusing anecdotes and dirty limericks. But they're only dirty because he's wearing, wearing muddy wellies. Oh, I actually want to die. Oh, my God, that's Terry's bike. What's she doing here? Quick, hide the saw and don't say anything thought-provoking. <laughs> Lady Harriet, it is the final ball of the season and our last chance to secure rich husbands before we become hideous spinsters at 22. Quiet, Elizabeth. Lord Thomas is heading straight for us. I heard he is so rich that he had to spend half his fortune building a bank large enough to hold the other half, and then he burned down that bank for the insurance money. Elizabeth Harriet, I wonder if you might know where Lady Jessica is. Uh... I believe she's in the swooning parlour with another suitor. Then I must hurry. He does pursue Lady Jessica. What does she have that I do not? Elizabeth, you have many talents. For one, you are the finest female musician I have ever heard. Almost as good as any man. Shh! Harriet, Lord Ernest is heading this way. He is so wealthy, you can hear his approach by the jangle of coins in his pocket. I heard that when he undoes his belt, the weight of his trouser falling leaves a dent in the floorboards. Hi, ladies. I saw you across the room and I wondered if you might know the whereabouts of Lady Jessica. Yes, she's in the swooning parlour, next to the sobbing toilet with plenty of other suitors. (gasps) Then I must rush to her side at once. Jessica, again? Why her and not us? My dear Harriet, you are quite the catch. There's no one in this room who can memorise more verse. When you recite a poem, I am never bored, even though poetry is intrinsically dull. Hush! Lord Alfred approaches. I hear he is so rich, his servants have servants, and those servants are so rich that they refuse to work as servants. My ladies, where is Jessica? She's She's in in the swooning parlour, next to the sobbing toilet, beyond father's beating room. We are excellent seamstresses, pleasant conversationalists. And I am only slightly dependent on opium. Then why does Lady Jessica get all the attention? Look, I hate to say it, but I cannot help but wonder if it is her giant ass. What? Her huge and juicy booty? Harriet, I swear, if the eligible men of high society are so simple as to be distracted by Jessica's big, bouncing buttocks versus our endless list of hobbies and accomplishments, I shall welcome spinsterhood. Well, before we shun the search for a rich husband and instead endure the shame of becoming famous novelists, let us be certain. Excuse me, Lord Peter. My ladies, I do wonder if you have seen... Jessica, why? Because of her perfect posterior. Gosh, no, I could never be that superficial. In fact, quite the opposite. You see, I care not for her looks at all. I'm after her money. She's so wealthy that she goes on ten international holidays a year. Sometimes as far as Scotland. You're interested in her money? How revolting. Ugh, men are so shallow. Hello, Zoe. What are you doing here? Hope it's not something exciting, like a seance. Oh no, Terry. We're just, uh, checking the moisture levels of the soil. What are you doing here? Me? I'm just talking to my carrots. 
please continue to grow at a normal rate. And who is this with you? You know the rules. No friends on the allotment. Or at home. I'm uh, from the council. I'm checking that Zoe's paying soil tax. Nice one. Really boring. Well, I'll have to take your word for it. I can't see a darn thing since I dropped my glasses in a small ditch. It's a very long story. If you've got 75 minutes, I'll tell you all about it. No, no, I better head off. I need to get my 11 hours before the big pumpkin off tomorrow. I am expecting to face you on the battlefield of produce, which is a regular field. Are you ready? Maybe. Well, I will see you there at the time listed on the official parish notice board. Correct. That is the place to find out the information about this event. All right. Shall we do this uh, tax thing then? Hmm. Charlie, if you really do work for the council, then tell me, what's your favourite part of doing paperwork? Uh, ticking boxes. Well, that checks out. Here it is, the broken shower. Ever since it was fitted, it's been leaking constantly. And I, I wouldn't mind, but it drips to the rhythm of Seven Nation Army. And I hate the white stripes. Let's take a look here. Yeah, this is totally banged up. Oh, God, really? Yeah, you're going to have to tear out the whole bathroom. Toilet, sink, tile, ceiling, novelty loo roll holder, dying succulent on the windowsill, the lot. The previous plumber's done a number on that, love. Who did you use? Must have been a real cowboy. Well, well, wasn't it you? <laughs> well, no way. Couldn't have been me. It was. It was you. I was here when you did it. Uh, nah, nah, I don't recall. Uh, it must have been the other fellow before me. It was definitely you. You're Mr Pipes. You left this business card with your photo on it. Oh, uh, hang on. Yes, I know what's happened here. You see, uh, I'm Larry Pipes, but this shower must have been installed by my identical twin brother, Barry Pipes. You have an identical twin who is also a plumber at the same company as you? Yep, um, except Barry's, you know, he's a bit of a bad boy plumber. <laughs> Definitely a handsome lad, no, but uh, look, I've, I've even got a picture of him in my wallet. That's a picture of you. It's the same one that's on your business card. No, 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 it's not. You're not getting it. it we're, we're identical twins. What well, bit of that is hard to understand, you know. Just think that he's the Wario to my Super Mario, in that he is an evil plumber, whereas I am a good plumber. And if either of us jumped on a turtle, it would die. That's it. I'm calling your boss. Please, please, please don't do that. Barry can't get fired right now. He's uh, going through a very expensive divorce and he's feeling sensitive. Just, you know, let me text him. Let me see if we can fix this. Oh my god, you don't seriously expect me to believe that his number is 1234. Oh, would you look at that? He's just finished a job over the road, he'll be here any second. No, he won't, because he doesn't exist. Alright, I'm Barry. Oh, hello. I told you he was handsome. I heard someone on this property has been slagging off my pipe work. Also told you he's feeling sensitive. Let me in there. Oh god, he's... There you go, Larry. All ready for a fresh start. Just like you and my wife. Oh, my God. How, how much is this going to cost to fix? Yep. Uh, going to be steep, I'm afraid. The last guy who was in here has uh, really banged it up. We're going to need to call my other brother, Harry. Let me guess. He's a plumber too? No. 
Harry's a lawyer. He's mediating in a divorce and he's going to want to know about this. <laughs> yep, Harry. Yeah, it's Larry. Listen, uh, Barry's gone do Lally in the lavy of a lassie and run off past the cash and carry near Ali Pally. Don't tally, Harry. Barry will lose half the tally when he unmarries Sally. Could you head into the valley with Gary O'Malley and see if Barry rallies? Grazie. Right, uh, well, that's cleared that up, hasn't it? What do you mean, that's cleared that up? Well, we'll be back in touch in six to eight months. Enjoy washing in the kitchen sink. Some of my favourite deadlines actually fall on a Monday. We've got to get rid of Terry. She's going to sabotage my pumpkin. She's sabotaging my grip on reality. Terry, don't you need to head home? It's Horlicks o'clock. What? And leave you two unattended with our pumpkins the night before the competition? (sighs) Come on, Zoe, let's get your pumpkin and go. Terry's more toxic than a clay soil to a plant that needs free-draining conditions. Damn it, I'm catching allotment! I think you'll find it Zoe who's toxic, bringing her bad energy here every weekend, talking about her disturbingly interesting train miniatures and having friends. You know what? That's enough. Zoe's really uncool. Why can't you just enjoy her awful company? Oh, thanks, man. You're clearly just jealous that she has the bigger pumpkin. Good luck winning a competition against this bad boy, you shrub-loving boob. If I could see two centimetres in front of my face, I'd be giving you such a look right now. Sorry, excuse me, Debbie. Could I just quickly borrow that stapler? Uh, Let's cut to the chase, all right, Nat? I know everyone in the office is weirded out by the whole apple tree thing. The apple tree what? Just save it, would you? I accidentally swallowed an apple pip last week and now I have a monstrous fruit tree growing from my head, getting larger by the day. It is what it is. Yeah, OK, that's fine, but, you know, the stapler, do you have it? <laughs> so no questions? Nothing? You're not even a tiny bit curious about my apple tree? Debbie, have you got a sec? I just want to go over something with you. Oh, here it is. Go over. Like the branches of this tree go over my head. Uh, no, actually it's the quarterly sales results for your presentation next week. So you don't want to talk about my verdant leaves and crisp, juicy apples either? We're never going to address the apple tree in the room. Come on, Debbie, not this again. I I just don't get it. When Liz had a new haircut, we all talked about how she looked like Rachel from Friends, even though it was definitely a mullet. When Nat brought her baby for a visit, we all pretended it wasn't ugly. My daughter is four years old and she is a professional child model. But when I come into the office with a full apple tree growing out of my body, nobody says a word. (laughs) Not a peep! What do I have to do for attention? Debbie, please. None of you have even asked if you can try one of my apples. Or if it's even polite to ask if you can try one, which it isn't, by the way. But it's a lot of effort to bear all this fruit for zero response. Oh, my God, you guys. Has anyone noticed a stain on the carpet before? Looks like coffee. Ooh, could be chocolate. Mm. The roots are growing out of my butt! I have tree roots growing out of my butthole. Why has no one asked about that? All right, all right, fine. Debbie, tell us about your apple tree. (laughs) I don't want to talk about it. (sighs) Right, let's get this pumpkin in the car. Three, two, one. (laughs) 
Why am I the only one listening to this? Thanks for defending me back there. Happy to point out what a tedious drone you are any day of the week, pal. And you know, now that I've met Terry, I can't wait to see you win the pumpkin competition fair and square. Uh, about that. I should come clean. It's not my pumpkin. Where's my round orange sun? Zoe! You stole it. Yep. I'm not so boring after all. Come back here, you thief. You're breaking the... Quick, put your foot on the gas, you sly pumpkin-stealing dog. <laughs> yes, and I nicked this car. Wait, what? You've been listening to SalesCast. It was written by and starred Charlie Dinkin and Zoe Tomley, with additional material from Rose Johnson and Kate Hanksman. Featuring Jen Ives, Alan Robertson, Marianne Reese, Jennifer Dixon, Namisha O'Dedren, and Alan Brophy, Amelia Armand, Chris Cantrell, and Sunil Patel. It was produced by Andy Gollard and Benjamin Sutton, and the executive producer was Claire Rotten. This has been a Daddy Super Yacht production with Hattrick Podcasts. If you liked it, tell your friends, or cats will judge you more harshly than usual. Hold up. 